Sky King, Sky King, do not answer. Victor. Foxtrot. Authentication. Delta Delta. Dave. Sky King, Sky King, do not answer. From London, a podcast about the unknown, the paranormal, and mysterious events. This is Anomaly. And welcome back to part two of our year in review for 2020. I've got Steve Freestone with me. Hello, Steve. Hello. It's almost like nothing's changed in between. We finished recording that last one and we started again. Several weeks after. (laughs) Absolutely right. Forrest, let's bring up a favourite alien encounter of yours. Um, You and Paul have brought up the um, Kelly Hopkinsville case and that people who don't live in in the area now want to tell other people what they saw and it's like well um again you have investigative uh, uh, skeptical debunker joe nickel uh, taking a look at the case not at the time certainly just look at the uh, facts of the case and you know he comes up with the most uh, acceptable widely acceptable across the board general explanation and that uh, well what that family saw was owls and i contend these are people of the land in that area for generations they're farmers they know animals it's not like they moved out there for uh, you know for city slickers moving out for a a uh, country holiday they know all the animals in the area and my point about you know they were so scared by what they saw which was so bizarre and out of this world and you know the whole family of uh, uh of at least nine people were not all so drunk they're hallucinating you know, they, they, that's when they went into the uh, sheriff's department because this had been going on for hours. And if it was a horde of owls <laughs> attacking them, uh, with them shooting at them and, and, and probably hitting a few with a shotgun, I think they would have found that out themselves and would have spared themselves the trouble of going uh, excitedly into the police station to report what they found. I give credit to the people who uh, know what they're looking at in their own territory. And this happens so often, and and it is it's human nature. I don't really blame people who want to tell you what you think they saw because they're doing it for different reasons. They're 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 scared to think of the possibilities. They're scared to think of the uh, implications of something that fantastic being real. I think at some point, and another, they just uh, is you know they got other worries, as Paul says. They they want to put this case to rest, out of their minds, move on to more important, pressing things in their lives. I mean, uh, wouldn't wouldn't an owl just fly off if it hurts? You would think if you shot, yes, if you're shooting at them, I, I, they would. I, I, would I mean, I'm, I'm reading. About, I, I, it's a case I've never heard of before, but it was 1955. Yeah, and it was an alleged um, yeah. ET event, and it's got two different names: Hopkinsville Goblins case, yeah. right, and the the Kelly Green Men case. Yes, and, which not green, but again, that's it, that, that's the media at the time. It's like, well, hmm. we got little green men, we got yeah. Kelly in the name. And it, it, it tends to stick. Uh, but here's the interesting thing that, you know, something else uh, Paul alluded, alluded to earlier was the the police response. They go to the police station. They also had military people show up. Okay. If, if uh, at least initially, to, to do a walk around. Now, here's my point. If, if you think it's, you know, uh, to use their, you know, some people's disparaging phrase, drunk hillbillies, 
making something up, looking for a, a little laugh and to put one over uh, on the local sheriff, uh, I think the military nearby would know that that is uh, that's going to be the case and have no interest in wasting their time with it. However, they did they sent a few people out to check it out. Now, why would that be? On the flip side, when you look at uh, the events of Warminster, you have RF training facilities there. You have British Army training facilities there. Large military presence nearby, mm. reporting the same things as the citizens. Uh, strange sounds, um, which could be a threat to military operations there. Uh, it, people think it could have been originating with them, testing weapons. There is some weapons, weapons testing that goes on there. But they have this big town hall meeting in Warminster. They're concerned for their own safety. You have UFO tourism coming in into the little tiny town in droves from all over the world. Yeah. They want to know what's going on. Their citizens are being sonically attacked. And so they have this big town meeting. There's a, actually a, a scientist or two, some religious... I mean, it's like a 1950s sci-fi film where you have that meeting. It's just like, oh, we want to know. We want answers. And then you have, uh, uh, you know, the panel on the dais... Uh, say like there's nothing to worry about or we think this uh, causes you know it's coming from outer space and we need to defend ourselves and then you you cut to the general who says uh swamp you know, gas we don't know what this threat is <laughs> well guess who wasn't there at the town no one from the military yeah they had they were invited isn't it curious that nobody uh no military uh presence was there at this town meeting to explain anything, and that tells me is that uh, uh, obviously they're not. Uh, you know, we know from at least the U.S. military, they're not above making up some uh, story about uh, weather balloons and uh, atmospheric, uh, 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 you know, aerial anomaly, sandhill cranes, and swamp gas. It was uh, just That's a radar, a radar reflector on the bottom of a balloon, a radar reflector. Yeah, it tells me when they have nothing to say that they are totally stumped, and so mm. they're. It's like, why we're not even going to make something up. We have no idea what this is. And I can believe that. I think uh, the, the British military, you know, I, I spent eight years in the Air Force and I, I can imagine that the response to something like this would be, mm, well, there's a glass of sherry to be drunk and <laughs> um, maybe we won't go to that because it all sounds rather silly. In England, it just doesn't work like that. We we would just go, oh, well, it all, all sounds too much uh, like uh, hard work. We won't do that. And, um, <laughs> right. you know, so I, I can kind of believe that some colonel somewhere said, uh, yes, let's not bother. <laughs> yeah, but silence does... Um, does ring very loud sometimes i think um i mean you look at the uh the barren mountains case and uh the eyewit yeah. eyewitnesses there saying that the military was on scene very quickly well that mm. makes yeah. no sense to me whatsoever i mean I, it's uh, at that time of night you know everybody would be doing their own thing they'd be off duty they 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 there would not yeah. be a big truck of soldiers just waiting to roll out to uh, uh you know yeah. a um an earthquake or whatever right. or a comet flying over so if, if soldiers did turn up it generally means that they're in the area doing something playing <laughs> well that's or playing it's the same it's the same exactly in the middle of the night but it's the same thing about uh the um Kecksburg case in that, you know, again, that was determined to be a, um, a celestial bolide that came uh, crashing into our atmosphere, causing all kinds of uh, fireworks in the sky. 
and uh, the you know one of the more likely explanations was that it was a, a General Electric Mark II reentry vehicle, okay. which has some steering ability to it, which which could explain some of the um, the maneuvering people saw in the sky. So that crashes, and then immediately you have military on the scene within minutes. That's one theory. However, once we looked into uh, uh, the case further and the eyewitness reports, uh, I would say initially I started to think it was the GE reentry vehicle and a, a somewhat guided descent and uh, crash landing. Then you start to look at all the eyewitnesses and the things that don't add up. And that is now more the Stan Gordon aspect of it. And just the, the fact that, yes, the military is there. They are confiscating everything. They've cordoned things off. They are uh, threatening the local fire brigade, as you would call them, yeah. uh, to not saying anything. A flatbed truck shows up. This thing is hauled off. Um, and again, I think a, at least a couple of eyewitnesses said on the side of the thing where not writing, not uh, not markings, and of course you could say like, well, it's a star, and uh, it's it says U.S. Air Force on it, and it's regular military, uh, you know, U.S. Air Force insignia. At least one or two people said that no, it more resem- closely resembled Egyptian hieroglyphs. Oh, uh-huh. Wow! So you then wonder, it's like I, I would guess they know English and English writing, and even if it were Russian. Uh, so the Cyrillic alphabet, because the other the other theory was that it was Cosmos ninety six, I believe, um, another type of uh, uh, orbit orbital vehicle that uh, crash landed. But that and it did come down, but that was earlier. Uh, the the times don't match up. So the official stance is like it's a meteor. Well, obviously it's not that. People saw what crashed there. Then it's then is it actually military? Why does the why do the markings on the side? And again, in Rendlesham, uh, I think Penniston and uh, some of the other uh, eyewitnesses said there were markings on the side, which were very unusual. And um, you always got to have your markings. And and again, I give these people credit uh, uh, that they would know human-originated alphabets and characters as opposed to symbols and markings that are... Um, that are not that familiar. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I understand. So when you see an Apollo rocket taking off or, um, or something a bit more modern, um, you yeah. know, that uh, Musk fellow, he, he likes his fireworks, doesn't he? And sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so they'll, they'll write stuff on the outside, which basically advertises the agency or the, the company now. Um, right. But with an alien craft, what is the benefit of uh, putting some sort of hieroglyphs on the outside? I mean, if it is Egyptian, then maybe, you know, it's uh, it's a little nod to the downtown Cairo space agency. There is a purported Apollo mission, uh, it Apollo 18, which obviously we know mainstream didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But there's, there, there is video footage, inverted commas video footage, of them actually going to the moon, right? Locating a crashed alien spacecraft, and coming across um, inside it a female mm-hmm. who looks Egyptian. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've heard that. I it and you know yeah. what? Uh, I was going to say what's fascinating is uh, uh, I you, when you 
come into contact with other people uh, like remote viewers uh, on a high level. Uh, they report similar remote viewing target findings about the moon, that there is a craft of some kind there. Mm. Now, they don't get into the specifics of what agency, uh, you know, four- or three-lettered agency actually went there to retrieve it or investigate it, but uh, some things are weirdly and unconnectedly corroborated. So the, that's the, really fascinating. The, there was, um, I think it was a Sci-Fi Channel documentary that did run this footage. Yeah. Wow. And they had a couple of debunkers, but not many. And they were they really weren't debunking that. It was more general debunking. But it was very very right. weird that the one bit they didn't really debunk was the bit which is the most debunkable part of it. Because as far as everyone knew, I'm pretty sure it's Apollo eight eighteen. Because yeah. Apollo seventeen yeah. was the, was the last one. But right. this Apollo eighteen mission, which went. And found this spacecraft and found what what, what was in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it was a, a bizarre a bizarre documentary, but to run a mainstream documentary that ran that ran this a yeah. few years ago. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Now, now let me run a theory by uh, you fellas uh, because uh, and I've talked about this on our show uh, a, a few times, but I, I think it's uh, I always look at it as uh, if you come across these really crazy ideas. Uh, I tend to enjoy them. Uh, you know, I don't need to fully believe them to give them any kind of consideration. Uh, it could be, to me, just really interesting science fiction concepts um, that are worth uh, thinking about. Not only that, uh, just out of entertainment and uh, and just kind of philosophical thinking. So, uh, are you gentlemen familiar with the uh, the Carrot Report? That's C A R E T. No. Um, no, that was an acronym that made a kind of a splash. Uh, let's see, that would have been uh, um, early two thousands, mid two thousands, two thousand two to maybe two thousand five, when uh, you know these supposed um, reverse engineered plans and documents were released, and, and Carrot, I believe, is like the center for uh, uh, alien recovery, extraterrestrial, blah blah blah, you know, technology. Um, and it was, you know, it was leaked on the internet with photos and different things. And, and of course, uh, you know, people kind of poo-pooed it. Some believed it. Uh, but I thought if it was faked, it was a pretty good piece of, um, fakery. <laughs> it was, it was pretty well done. And that the document itself, uh, you know, there were some, uh, again, patchy reports of, uh, analysis of some recovered, alien spacecraft debris and there were several concepts presented in this document that i thought were that's pretty good science fiction it's it's interesting in that uh it's out of sight of the box thinking in that uh you know usually if it's uh if it's some rube trying to put something over on us it's uh, usually pretty cliched stuff but the ideas that i liked and, and i'm getting back to the uh, the reason for having uh symbols and writing or hieroglyphs on machinery that is alien was explained in this concept, and that, uh, and again, I thought it was pretty clever. Uh, so, what the explanation was, they they had some pieces that had writing on it, and uh, what the report, fake or real, uh, suggested was that, um, and here's the concept that I love, is that the writing itself, in uh, in and of itself, has mechanical function and importance. So, the way it was explained is. Uh, uh, 
the writing itself is actual computer code or instruction. And the way it was explained, it's like, okay, so what if you had a piece of paper and you had a magic pen, magic science, you know, advanced technology pen, and I wrote on the piece of paper, fold yourself into a paper airplane and fly across the room. And just uh. the words, me actually got the paper to like, and fly across the room so that my writing, the actual letters on there, had function as instructional code. It did something. And I thought, damn man, that's a that's an interesting concept. And that uh, so you see the uh, because you think about it this way, as far as what we know with technology, um, if you if you have a, a craft of some kind, look at our most you know our F thirty five fighter or F twenty two Raptors. It's been the most advanced aircraft that uh, we human beings have yet to produce uh, that we know of, uh, and. You know, on this level, and what is it made out of? It's nuts, it's bolts, it's wiring, it's a computer. The thing is so complicated and so squirrely that it takes a, com a flight computer to actually fly it with a human in the cockpit. But it's still based on the same things. You have metal, you have uh, polymers, you have wiring, uh, you have silicon, uh, you have explosives. You you have all these things working as a machine based on what we know. Well, uh, the other concept in the report was. Would aliens have that too? Do they just have better nuts and bolts than we do? Mm. More better conductive wiring? What are their ships going to be made out of? The concept from the report was that there was a central switch that there, that the ship was made of components, individual com components, as pieces. When you flip the switch, it all fit together perfectly, airtight, and that. Um, there's no nuts and bolts. These are solid pieces. It's like the, the, the Mac laptop where it's you, you now can figure out how to drill out a flat piece of solid aluminum core to have a, mm. a body where it's not just screwed together plates. Like they, They're that advanced in that they don't think like nuts and bolts and wiring and, uh, and a plexiglass dome for this thing. It's, it's modular, but there's something uh, very clever holding it all together. Um, and one demonstration within the report was that uh, they flicked the switch and two pieces that they didn't know uh, how it operated flew into place in midair um, as they would have been in this working machine. However, there was a missing piece in the middle, so it was like a broom handle with a section of the, the middle section they had cut out. So you have the end piece of the broom panel, and then you have the actual broom on the bottom, and floating in midair, stuck in place where it was supposed to be if all the machinery parts were there. And I thought that is clever. That is clever. That's a that's a pretty clever idea. But anyway, that's getting that's a long way about getting talking about the um, the the hieroglyphs having a function other than just There's a couple of things spring to mind from that. Uh the Jodie Foster film Contact where uh instructions for building the uh the, you know the way of traveling across the universe and uh so that was there and then the other thing uh, you, you put into my mind forest about uh you know you said about the uh, the raptor aircraft there and it do yeah. it does have writing on the outside it doesn't just say usaf yeah. or us navy it also says things like no step um do, yeah. do <laughs> that's my do, favorite yeah do not touch here um right. and, and may, <laughs> rescue may, yeah maybe yeah. the hieroglyphics are uh, something like remove before flight and uh, use unleaded only, you know. It's, mm, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, you, you have you have no idea. Obviously, that that is a you know uh, it's a human tendency to to mark this. If found, please contact so and so. 
um, or don't contact anyone. But it's it's uh, yeah, and then of course that's not the case with everything. Some things have no markings on them. Some things do. Some things have colored lights. Some things have no lights. I just I love the the variety. Yeah, of, it's everything you can imagine in every configuration. Um, and then you start to get really way out there, and you're thinking like, okay, does the human perception of these things, the actual experience of seeing them, have anything to do with the description? I, I think and this that, is... Do um, they really look like this? I, I, I think this is where the proof that there's more than one alien civilization at work here, because hmm. uh, you, you look at any military, and let's let's assume for a second that they are military, uh, alien military, um, you tend to... Put all of your uh, money into a fleet of similar aircraft, but there are so yeah. many, so many different ones. Um, you know, the logistics of getting the parts for all of those things would be a nightmare for one government. So that in itself is uh, proof of different alien civilizations. You know, they. Right. But we're they, humanizing them. That's the thing because one 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 general once said um, about uh, was it big uh, big supply lines or, or, yeah, or long supply right. lines or something. But then we're humanizing them because they got mm-hmm. here. They they may grow their craft. Yeah, I love the idea of the biological. Uh, yeah, of a biological grown craft, or, or you know, the other sci-fi idea was popular it was a bio-engineered suit, and that it's grown around. It's you know, it's not a, a spacecraft jumpsuit. It's a, it's organic material grown around the person or the being, like like an Independence Day. It yeah, was a, it was a biologically grown suit, which makes which makes sense. And I think uh, it was at Star Trek Next Generation. There was a uh, a group of aliens that had a, a an organic ship. That uh, had bio energy weapons, and that if you if you damaged it, it just healed itself. You know, all great yeah, concepts, but we have to you know yeah. we have to think out of the box because again, I think we also have a tendency to put these things into human rationale of like, mm. well, that doesn't make sense to us, so it, it doesn't seem very likely. <clears throat> How do you know? We're not thinking on their level. No, of course. Yeah, it's the uh, the nature of being alien, I guess. I think if I had uh, if I had to go and get an exoskeleton from the shops, um, well, firstly they wouldn't have one that fits, and uh, they'd only have one. The legs are too short, and uh, they didn't right. have, didn't have it in the right color. Right, but they but they can grow one for you, so it it, it will literally fit like a glove. Okay, you see, I'm 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 a great fan of Star Trek, the original series of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. And but but Star Trek's problem a lot of the time is we have an alien, we give them a funny funny forehead or some ridges on their nose. But the one story of Star Trek that really works for me is uh, one called Devil in the Dark, where the enemy isn't the enemy as such; it's a rock. It's a yeah. Oh yeah. Um. It, it's it's a, it's a living piece of rock, and right. what it's doing is it's defending itself. It's not bad, right. but anyone attacks it, it attacks back and it kills. Yeah. Yeah. But Kirk realizes that this rock isn't isn't evil. Mm. It's right. just doing what it's doing yeah. to protect itself. You know, Steve, the yeah. uh, the Icelandic government would probably have a lot of sympathy for what you're saying because they, uh, they've they they've rerouted roads because of rocks because uh, <laughs> uh, yes. of where the <laughs> of where the elves live. Oh, well, they're they're big into uh yes, they're big into the wee folk. Yeah. Uh, big time. Uh, uh right. Yes. So we're rapidly running out of time now. Um, uh, okay. we, we uh, this is going to be a two-parter. It's uh, it's almost as long as the I big, told you. It's almost as long as the Bigfoot series. 
<laughs> just just a couple more sessions and we'll we'll get there. But is is there anything well, uh, else, uh, Paul, you wanted to talk about? Well, I, I tell you what, about? let's. Um, I mean, I know we had a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, but let, let's go for. Yeah. We're, we're running up to the end of 2020. Let, let's go for predictions for 2021. Mm. Steve, do you want to have a think or go first? 2020 has been so bizarre. Yeah. Um, you don't really want to go 2021. Are we? Are we going to get any further with with this disclosure if it's happened? Are we? Are we going to get President Biden shaking hands with something on the on the lawn of the White House? Probably not. <laughs> both of both obviously wearing. Um, uh, face masks, but right. uh, yeah, yeah. COVID secure oh aliens. There's your, no, there's there's your twist in that it's uh, it's war of the worlds, and that they yeah. they are they are they're come here to to uh, terrorize and and uh, dominate us, and uh, we wipe them out with COVID. Absolutely, COVID secure first contact. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden this little Martian. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, that's bizarre. It's either that or or boxcar Willie that is their demise. Is, uh, <laughs> I suppose. Are, are we going to find any more about about the um, the phosphine on Venus? That's, well, that, that's that, they poured one. some cold water on that recently, haven't they? Mm. They, they mm. kind of said, uh, "Well, do you know what? Maybe it's not all that." But we'll, we'll see. I mean, I can live with there nothing being on Venus. I think um, mm. I think Adamski perhaps didn't necessarily get that right. But who knows? It's uh, it's mm. quite bizarre. I, I think we're we're going to be looking at. Uh, I think we're on the cusp of one of the big agencies saying, "Okay, we found something now," and it, it mm, might yeah. it might just be bacteria on a moon somewhere. Uh, I'm all good with that. Um, yeah. That's all fine because it's just enough to upturn the apple cart without causing major offence to anybody. I, I think if you if you discovered mushrooms growing on Io or something, that nobody would would be particularly perturbed by that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I, I do I do think disclosure is coming. Yeah, drip drip. I don't think anybody's just going to turn around and say. Hey, there you go. Um, I, I I did find uh, Barack Obama's um, little trip up on the. I think it was the Colbert show, was it? Mm. The other week, where he he was asked about aliens, and I don't think he saw it coming. And uh, he he was on the defensive, on the back foot straight away, and then tried to cover it up. So pff, who knows? What what did he say actually? That uh, I, I'm familiar. With, uh, he he kind of made a, a half-hearted joke, saying, "Oh yeah, of course I asked about." And then Colbert said, "Right, well, what did what were the what were you told?" He said, yeah. "Oh, um, uh, I can't tell you." And it all just sort yeah. of fell rather flat. Mm. Obama looked a little bit awkward for uh, just long enough for me to pick up on. Right then, then of course the politician in him sort of kicked in, and uh, he had this big smile and. Like, oh, this is all a joke. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, not so. Not nearly as good as the uh, uh, the possibly apocryphal uh, statement that uh, Ronald Reagan made to Steven Spielberg at the White House screening of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. No. Um, I, I've often repeated this. I mean, who knows if it's true? I think you would have to ask. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if Steven Spielberg himself has come on the record to uh, uh, avow or just not uh, deny. 
the veracity of it, but apparently um, President Reagan was very interested in the movie. Yeah. Wanted, you know, requested uh, and set up a, a, a private screening with uh, uh, just the, uh, the the inner circle and Steven Spielberg. And at the end of the movie, turned to him and said, you don't know how much of this you got correct. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You know, basically, to, yeah, to paraphrase that, uh, you don't know how close you, you really got to this. Um, which 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 was curious, meaning you know you're not sure, but obviously what I would take away from that is that uh, there has been contact uh, and an exchange. I, I can't remember the name of the president now. You can help me with this, but there, there was, uh, in, you know, a, a tale, whether it's apocryphal or not, about a president who was uh, kind of whisked away from some function in the evening. Eisenhower. Yeah, that was it. Mm. But then going back to. Reagan for a minute he he did the speech to the UN um where he said you know what would happen if you know we came into uh, contact and stuff and he's just I don't know I, I think it's been there all along um yeah what concerns me more than anything else is why they felt the need from the start to keep it secret if it right. was literally to protect religion okay I get that but the world has changed so much. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not a... Well... Sorry, go on. Oh, uh, I was going to say, you, you do get uh, uh, small bits here and there that, that make you scratch your head and wonder uh, from, again, getting back to our theme of very uh, credible people, serious-minded people in the know, supposedly, dropping little info bombs and one of my favorites from this past year i, I believe it was this must have been uh, back in june then um either this year or maybe the year before but uh our general mark milley of the u.s joint chiefs of staff okay uh he is chairman of the joint chiefs of staff and uh he was giving a graduation a commencement speech and i believe it was the uh was it the Virginia Military Academy? Uh, it was one of the military academies. And he's he's giving them, of course, a graduation pep talk to the future military officers uh, of America. And he's saying, uh, you know, the, the world has changed. Uh, it's not just black and white. You're not just going to be fighting people in, in uniform. Uh, and he goes on a laundry list of uh, you're going to be fighting cyber terrorists. You're going to be fighting against asymmetrical warfare. You're going to be fighting against little green men. You're going to be fighting, and then, wait, wait, he said little green men? Wait, what? Uh, again, not a guy known for joking around, and if you, why would you even say that? That's just, and, and obviously it was, uh, it was part of his written out speech. Yeah. Um. So what does he mean by that? Uh, and, and why, you know, is, if he's making an example, it's a weird one to include, you know? It's very uh, bizarre. Very bizarre. I, I wasn't aware of that one. Um, something else that sprung to my mind was uh, uh, George Bush Sr. before he passed away. He he had some uh, quite enlightening comments to make about uh, the whole alien thing. You know, it was kind of, I think his aides were trying to shut him up. Who knows? I, I think it's, uh, what was it? <laughs> some, somebody once said the truth is out there. Doodly, 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 doodly. Well, there you go. Yeah. You should, uh, if you had the rights to it, you should be uh, playing us out with the uh, should do, yeah. the X-Files theme. I can, uh, I can but, rip yeah, it off. It, it's fine. Okay, very good. <laughs> There's, there are 
I think nothing earth-shattering, but there are a few surprises, as it always is, that are still yet to happen in the coming year. Uh, I think there's going to be a big, a big political surprise. Yeah, uh, that's that's waiting for us, and that might be in combination with a paranormal surprise. But I could think, as as always, things continue to uh, to unfold, and you know, and with another theme of our conversation here, people have to. It's individual how you take this. Is this is this considered? Disclosure to you, even uh, drip by drip, or is this nothing at all? Is this, uh, you know, it, it's left to each of us how we how we handle it. So I think there will be some very strange occurrences uh, for this coming year, but nothing that's really going to turn everything around. Or, or if it is, then it's it's a corker. It's been uncorked. It's yeah. Now we're on the wild ride, and uh, and it's just the first step. But I do. Th- but this has been happening for a long time, so I think we're going to get more of the same. But there will be some really weird things that, uh, as the song goes, make you go, hmm. Mm, food for thought. Just thinking that you know the potential threat to religion from admitting that aliens exist. What about the uh, potential threat to the two-party system? if aliens were to exist in so much as that all of a sudden people are looking to the skies and going, okay, well there's much more important things out there. Um, right. All, all of a sudden nobody's really interested in domestic politics anymore. And there's an awful lot of, you know, feathered nests and uh, interests mm. there. So may, maybe that plays into mm. it. Well, wouldn't that be refreshing? Wouldn't it just, um, we get, get the aliens <laughs> draining the swamp. Who knew? Um, so, uh, Steve, well, swamp, it's the swamp gas. Yes. Draining it up the swamp draining gas. The swamp so. gas yeah. Steve, yeah. what about, uh, your thoughts for the next year? Um, I think they're the main two really. It's, it's, well, obviously COVID has got to be sorted out. Yeah. Disclosure, obviously Venus, mm. um, which is, uh, They've gone so far, um, and also they've been back to the moon, haven't they? And they've just mm. um, they've just grabbed some. Uh, yeah, the, Ch- the Chinese are there. The Chinese, yeah, and they've 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 brought back some uh, some more moon rock. They've been quite active, actually. It wasn't that long ago that they landed something on the dark side of the moon, and mm-hmm. uh, and now they've been over and grabbed some dust, and they're going to bring that back, and. Uh, <sighs> I wonder what would Apple upset the apple cart more, this drip-drip effect of disclosure or China just coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we found that. <laughs> Happy days, yeah. you know, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a major wrench in the works. And don't you remember, uh, was it maybe it was back in 2016 at the uh, the last presidential, presidential election here in the States, Putin was threatening to to disclose something very big. Yeah. And maybe he was joking, and, and you know who knows. It's like all these things that are teased, and then you wonder if the people thought better of it. Were they joking all along? Um, did something prevent them, or they just thought better of it? Or uh, and what was that piece of bombshell uh, information uh, that they were da- dangling in front of us? There, there are countries uh, around the world that have done research on behalf of the American government into UFOs. Yeah. I wonder what it would take for one of those countries to break ranks and just come out. Who knows? Okay, I think we're going to wrap it up there. So, Forrest, thank you so much for joining us this evening. 
much appreciated. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Taking time out from your holiday uh, over Christmas to uh, come of and be course. with us. <laughs> no, I, it's it's funny. Like uh, uh, Paul and I uh, text quite a bit and uh, and chat and send each other funny uh, bits of internet. Uh, and they are uh, funny. Frivolity. They they they, they, <laughs> they really are funny. Yeah. <laughs> but we've, but and especially with Steve, it's been a pleasure to to get to chat with Steve as well, and the and the and the two of you together. This is oh, actually a pretty rare opportunity when uh, we're actually seriously talking. I think is what I'm getting at uh, with with Paul uh, and, and now Steve uh, about uh, some really interesting stuff that I'm always very glad to talk about. Uh, but but you know sometimes rarely have the chance. Um, other than well, we've uh, both been freaked out by Paul Sinclair earlier. A serious, a serious. Well, now it's my turn again. I need, to, I need to experience oh, that as well. It's, it's nice to have this highbrow conversation about, you know, alien hieroglyphs and uh, yeah. <laughs> things. You, right. you have to get, you have to get hold of this, Forrest. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It, it, it yeah. is, it is. What freaks me out more is a lot of what happens in the early chapters. Yeah, is happening or, or, or did happen twenty five miles down the road from where I am now. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So this, this is local. This is local <laughs> stuff. Well, that's that's and, like with um, everything else. People don't they don't pay attention until it's nearly literally in your backyard, mm. and and now it has some direct consequence, perhaps, and uh, now it's real. Mm. You know, so uh, yeah, no, I'm always fascinated by that. And also, uh, the other thing that I think about quite a bit is that you look at these cases, and um, you know, with all these great events, the the uh, the Warminster thing of 1964. Uh, and like what it was like to have been there experiencing that at that time and all these different mm. flaps happening, Rendlesham, and it's like, wow, geez, if I could just if I could just go back in time and I could plot to be right there when that happened and with my camera and you know with a, with a video camera going and and uh, be just ready for that uh, instance to happen because I knew exactly when and where it was going to take place and capture it all and, and analyze it and uh, see something quite extraordinary. Uh, it's like, well, well, but we we can't go back in time, and and that was a special time. This is a thing that was happening at that time, and only a small group of people knew that was going on. And uh, most often, it's an individual. Yeah. So logically, you have to think right now as we're talking, something quite extraordinary and bizarre and paranormal is happening as we're speaking, but we may not know about it for years or not at all. Uh, but it's going on all the time. We yeah. just always think like, well, nothing's happening today, like that you know of. Interesting. Mm. Guys, it's yeah. been uh, great fun. Thank you both for uh, being here this evening and uh, for being involved in the recording. Thank you. I look forward to getting this out on the internet. Yes. Well, let, let's uh, let's do this again. And if, if there's, uh, I propose that uh, if there's any developments of something kind of. Uh, uh, bizarre, spectacular, or a, or a further major development. Let's all get together and uh, and suss that one out at the time. Yeah. Let's do it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Right. Forrest Burgess, Steve Freestone. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next time around. Have a safe 2021, and take care, everyone. Thank you very much. Anomaly is independent media. Thank you to Michette for our theme music. Join us online at anomaly.co.uk, Facebook, and at AnomalyCast on Twitter.